What up, what up, what up? It's Friday. I'm your host for the episode, Kyle. I want to suck your blood. Clifford. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm your co-host for the episode, Cassidy. (laughs) (laughs) And And this this is is Date Night. night. So things are going to be a little different this time, mainly because we didn't have time to watch a movie this week, like, at all. We were very busy, and our date night actually took up our entire weekend, so we had a date weekend, and so we couldn't watch a movie. So we are doing something a little different, as you can tell by the name of the episode. We're going to be counting down our favorite vampires. Mm -hmm. So this is inspired by the fact that I have probably brought up Vampire Diaries in (laughs) literally every episode since we started watching it, probably. (laughs) So I just kind of wanted to do that, because I know Cass likes vampires. Little did I know she only likes two or three kinds of vampires. (laughs) But she does like vampires. So we're going to count down our five favorites. But before we get into that, before we get into that, we should talk about our date weekend. And I do want to say real quick that there are timestamps. So if you want to skip the date night stuff and get right to the movie talk, you can. Yeah. So our date weekend. This weekend, we went back to Maine. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents are building a camp up in Greenville, Maine, if you've ever heard of it. It's on Moosehead Lake. If you've ever heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> Probably haven't heard of it. Yeah. Um, but my mom grew up there and she's always wanted to move back. And my dad finally gave in and they're building a camp. Mm-hmm. So they won't live there for a while. But when they retire, that's where they'll live. We got to sleep in it and it's just the bones right now, yep. essentially. We slept in it. It's bare bones. The outside of the exterior of the house is... Pretty much finished yep. besides siding. Siding, right. But the inside is just wood wall. Like, there's not even, like, sheetrock on the walls mm-hmm. yet. It's just... Our wood. dogs had a fun time running between the... Like, a, Frankie ran through the um, rooms because the, the sheetrock's on it, so they can run through the walls. Yeah. And Brody refused. He abided. By the hallways. By the hallways. <laughs> he was, like... Frankie was running around and Brody kept like get losing him because he kept trying to like actually use the hallways and it's yeah. like, what are you doing, man? There's no, there are no walls here. Yep. So that's fine. We slept in what's going to be the living room when it's complete. We're the first people to sleep in there. We're the first people to sleep in the upstairs. In the upstairs. That is true. We're the first people to sleep in the upstairs and yes. I'll take that as the first people to sleep in there. Yeah. <laughs> we got the dub. <laughs> <laughs> Your parents slept in the camper. Yeah. Not quite ready to be slept in probably as much as they're there. So for our weekend too, it was, we got to go to Greenville, which was nice, but we, the first night was really relaxing. We just kind of hung out. We had a nice fire, had some s'mores, our first s'mores of the year, I feel like. We've been camping a bunch and we haven't had s'mores yet. Mm-hmm. So I felt vindicate. I felt like we had done summer justice by <laughs> having those s'mores. whisper of summer of right. Labor Day. Right. We had a s'more. We had to do it. So then, I mean, the first day was pretty chill, right? We didn't really do anything besides, like, kind of hang out. Yeah, we just hang out, watch them try and put together a garage door. Yep, that went well. That went well. <laughs> and then the second day, we went out on the boat for probably, like, five hours. It was, like, mm-hmm. noon, and we got back around 5.30, I think. Yep. Just tooled around on the lake. Saw a couple little secret beaches that your mom knew about. And the one thing I did want to talk about just briefly was the fucking cabins that are just, like, on islands. So Moosehead has yeah. these islands, obviously, in the middle of it. And these fuckers have mansions, basically, built just on these islands that they have to have all of the parts for, like, 
boated out to. Yeah. What the fuck, man? Charged out. And they have no electricity on them. It's dual. None. It's solar powered. Right. Completely solar powered. They can't run electricity. Those people's them. solar panel was on a different island. Yeah. That's what, when we came back, I realized that that island has their solar panels. And it's like, you know, hopping a skip. I mean, it's not like they're that far apart. But the second one that they have is where the actual structure was. And I just... Which, how would they do that? Because how do they know. get the electricity from the solar panel to the house? You're asking me questions I don't have the Under the lake? <laughs> but your mom was saying that, 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 that one of those cabins does have electricity because yeah. of that one... What's it, what, what was it called? Mile light. Mile light. Because they actually did run electric electricity underneath the lake. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck, man? I had thought about I started spinning because I was like, I don't like water whatsoever. Water terrifies me. I don't like thinking about what's in the water. I don't like being in water. It freaks me the fuck out. So when your mom was like, oh, it's underneath the water. It's underneath the lake. And it goes to this one specific island. Immediately, I was like, think of the divers who had to go down there and attempt to make that shit. The answer is no. You could never pay me enough to do that, period. I would never in a million years. Yeah. I put my hand in the water and almost cried. It took a lot for me to do that. Aww. So I had a good time. But the thing is, like, I had fun. It wasn't like I was sitting there, like, shitting my pants scared. I had fun. But when we got back to land, my Apple Watch was like, hey, congratulations. You just got done working out. Like, you actually had a 30-minute workout while you are on the boat. And all I did was sit there. But it's because my heart was just like... Thudding out of my chest. Apparently, I didn't know. Fun. I didn't know, I didn't but know I had either. to. No, I had a great. I mean, I had a great time. I fell asleep at one point. That's the thing. It's like yeah, we were you just didn't cruising. Seem stressed. I wasn't stressed. At least on, I didn't feel stressed. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, we got off the boat, and I was like, I. I mean, I just had a workout. I got a workout in. Okay, <laughs> just strange. Absolutely strange. But I had a great time doing that. And then we got some ice cream. Yep, I went swimming. You did go lake, swimming, you psycho. Sixty-eight degrees. It was sixty-eight lake. degrees. Me and my dad went in. Crazy. It's cold, but you can always count on me and my dad to, yep. to be the last ones and the first ones in the lake. I That's actually funny. thought it was funny because I thought you guys were swimming backwards somehow. And then your the dad goes, your, back, your dad goes, is the boat getting further away? And I was like, fuck, <laughs> we are floating away from them. I did not realize that. I thought you guys were like swimming backwards somehow. And I was like, I don't know how they're doing that, but this cool as shit. Little did I know, I was floating we away from floating, you guys. Like, <laughs> <laughs> me and your mom were just sitting there floating away. <laughs> yeah, and we looked up, we saw some... Um, McMansions. Yep. Some lake mansions that are just like... Every time I go past a house like that, I'm like, what do these people do for a living? And why didn't I choose that? It's a whole different bracket, dude. Those people are just... These are these... They're they're vacation homes. Right. And I couldn't even afford it as my first home. Right. We can't... You can't afford a home, period. I couldn't afford (laughs) the land that it's on. (laughs) Right. Honestly. Let alone the mansion of a house. Right. It's just not fair. It's not fair. It's not. It's really not. I literally was on our way home on the boat. I'm like, that's it. I'm getting an OnlyFans. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's not fair. It's, yeah, there's people I just have... want one nice house. I don't give a, like, and these people have multiple. They have fuck you money. Like, they just have whatever. Because, I mean, those houses, they were stupid big. There's no reason to be that big. <laughs> other than to just say you have a big ass house. It's just not fair. Like, how many rooms would you say... Rent. Just pick any of those houses, any of the three. Which one do you think? Like, like bedrooms? Yeah. Probably six. Yeah, I was going to say like eight. Yeah. It's just stupid money, man. It's just not fair that these people can have multiple houses like that. And little old me and Kyle can't even afford one house. Well, we were and born... We work, we work and we work and we'll just never get there. We were born like 40 years too it late. It makes to life home. hard. Yeah. 
Anyway. But it was a fun weekend. We had a good time. <laughs> then we got ice cream and it was all better. Yeah, we got ice cream, which was nice. <laughs> and my and mom then... paid for it. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't we didn't have to pay for a dime so, or a no. lick of anything, so that was nice. The boys loved it. The boys got to be off-leash outside, running around, being crazy. Mm-hmm. Frankie is... Yeah, they're passed out. I just said Frankie's name and he didn't even turn around. That's how tired he is. <laughs> he is our little wanderer. That guy, you'd think he's just... For being a little guy, he wouldn't want to go anywhere, but he was willing to keep an eye on the whole time. We'd tell Brody to just stop, and he'd be like, okay, cool. I Frankie was just He's just so focused, zooming. like his nose to the ground, that he doesn't realize how far he's wandering. Mm. Right, <laughs> right. Because his nose just, like, takes him away. Right. For, so, for date night, you can hear Brody snoring. <laughs> you probably will hear it in the episode. He's snoring so hard. Oh, my God. That's crazy. So... As far as our date weekend went, what was your favorite part? It was either the boat ride, because I haven't been on a boat ride all summer, and mm-hmm. I'm used to like doing boat rides You haven't been on a boat ride weekend. in probably two years. Yeah. And I and used to do it every to, weekend. Yeah, we used to have another camp. That was, it was just our camper. It was like a seasonal campsite, but it was right on the lake, and we used to go. I used to go out there every single weekend, yep. go on a boat, and... When we first started dating, we would go out there every other weekend, and we'd get on the boat with them, and... Yep. Like tool around your brother and your parents, we'd all just tool around on it. Yep. And then last summer we were in Washington. Yep. And this summer we spent most of the summer in Virginia. Mm-hmm. And so we just haven't been able to do that. And I've been like feeling like I haven't had a true summer. Yeah. <laughs> There's something complete about like being on the water. I don't even like water, and it's like you got to go at least once, be near a body of water, and also eat a s'more. Yeah. A s'more, I should say. I caskets on He's me because I put it, yeah. I'm, because I have, when, a I, s'mores. when I think of s'more, I'm having more than one. So s'mores, plural for a me. A s'more <laughs> or s'mores. No, incorrect. Because there is no a s'more for me. It is just s'mores or nothing at all. So you can't say a s'mores. Fair enough. So <laughs> s'mores equals summer for me. And we are headed into the into fall. And I mean, yes. it's already cold. Like, it's already getting to the point where it's like crisp in the morning mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, there it is. It's like that first That's little I, whisper. Yeah. And it, honestly, like I'm used to it getting a little bit chillier up there. So it, we honestly had some pretty mild nights, but I love like yeah. end of season camping where it's really, ch- it's actually chilly at night and you need the fire. Right. Yeah. It was kind of a bummer that like we didn't get that full end of summer, beginning of fall fire feel. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it was as close as we're going to get, I think. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like it was like. Too, I was kind of cold that second night. You were chilly that second night, too. We had to get a little closer to the fire, which was nice. Yeah. But my then, favorite part of date weekend yeah. was the stars. I was just going to say, that was my second thing. Yeah, looking up at the nice guy. Our last night there, was it was a perfectly clear night. We're all sitting around the fire. And because it's such a small rural town, and it's in a very rural part of Maine. It's not even on the map yet. Like, literally, yeah, the, the street, street isn't on them, yeah. Apple Maps. Yeah, but it's just... You can see a sky full of stars because there's no city lights to distract. It was so nice. On top of that, we saw not one, but two shooting stars. What the fuck? I have never seen a shooting star in my life, bro. And I saw two last night. You haven't spent enough time staring at the stars, babe. Probably true. Probably true. I've seen multiple shooting stars. I feel like maybe you're right about that, but... It was a magical moment for me. And I saw Big Dipper for like the 500th time. Yes. You know what else was one of my favorite things? What? Your dad pointing out the Aurora Borealis. And then your mom pointing out that it's actually just smoke from the fire he's seeing. (laughs) He was so confident. (laughs) 
And your mom was like, sweetie, I think that's just smoke from the fire. And he's like, Dosa, I'll show you. And he pulled out his flashlight and sure enough, smoke from it was the smoke fire. from the fire. And we all fucking busted and got laughing. Yep. We all busted and got laughing. Mm-hmm. And we drove back today. Yes. So if we seem a little sluggish, which we don't because I feel like we're pretty fired up right now. We literally drove for six hours today, got home, went grocery shopping, and then are doing this. Yep. So that's our dedication to you guys. And with that, let's get into our top five favorite vampires. I know what you are. Say it. Out loud. Say it. Vampire. Before we get into that, actually, I do want to say, do you have any honorable mentions on your list? For my vampires? Yeah. No, I just want to do my top five. Okay, I have one, two, three, four, five honorable mentions. I'm not going to talk about them. I just want to say who they are. This list is really hard. A lot harder than I thought it was going to be. I don't like a lot of vampire stuff. But I do. I was a little surprised by how many that I had on my on my honorable <laughs> mentions list. So these are the five vampires that just missed the cut in no particular order. I'm gonna get shit for this, but Morbius uh, from Marvel. I like Morbius. I didn't think the movie was all that great, but the character Morbius, like in the comics, is still cool as shit. So the comic Morbius specifically. This is showing my hand a little bit because I think you might think this person's on the list. But Caroline Forbes from Vampire Diaries might be, like, the like number six. She's up there. She's fantastic. Klaus Mickelson. Is it Mickelson Michael. or Michelson? Michelson. Michelson from Vampire Diaries as well. Fantastic. Love that guy. Marceline the Vampire Queen from Adventure Time <laughs> is on the list as well. And last but not least is Blade. But I kind of had a hard time counting him only because he's 50-50. He's half human, half, half vampire, I believe, if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. And uh, the comic books featuring Blade are fucking awesome. So... With that said, let's go ahead and talk about our five favorite vampires. Would you like to go first? Sure. Who is your number five vampire? My number five. So this is where you guys are going to see my um, taste. And you're going to see that most of the movies we watch are because of Kyle. (laughs) Because all of my vampires are from two things. My number five is Alice Cullen. Played by Ashley Green from Twilight. I'm Alice. Um, Oh, you do smell good. Alice, what are you... It's okay. Bella and I are going to be great friends. So I love her because... Are we going to say that? Yeah. Do we like them? Yeah, please do. Because she's incredibly sweet. Like, she just cares about Mm. everyone. And she's like... Everyone's like biggest cheerleader. Like, Jasper's, like, struggling, and she's still, like, you got this. Like, you're fine. And then Bella, she's her biggest shit. She's, like, welcome to the family. You're my sister. Like, I mm. love you. You can walk in the heels, girl. Like, she's, like, your fashion sense is going to need an upgrade, but I got you. Buys her all. Anyway, she's just very sweet and caring. She takes her and immediately makes her one of her own, right? Like Yeah. Yeah. Like, she's just super accepting, and I love that about her. She's also quirky. Mm-hmm. Like, she's just, like a, like, a whimsical fairy vampire. Is she have her eyes? Are they the ones that are like really wide? Like she's always got really wide eyes, or is that Jasper? Jasper. Okay, I feel like I'm okay. That makes sense because they're always with each other, so I feel yeah. like I confuse them. 
Yeah, she's just quirky. She's fun. Like, I love, like, the first scene where I meet her, really, when Bella goes to visit their house. And she's, like, you just see her, like, ballerina flats, like, walking on a tree. I don't I remember that, that at all. You I don't haven't seen Twilight enough. Clearly not. I mean, okay, but I'm the one that's always like, it's giving Twilight whenever we go anywhere with the slightest amount of trees and a bit of fog. Yeah. I'm like, it's Twilight. And you're like, yep, good job. Yep. Um, and then the final reason I really love her is she has a cool ass power. So what is her? Cause she's the one that can see the future. Oh, right. Okay. She's the one that causes the entire last half of the yeah. last movie. Yeah. Okay. So she's just really cool because she can protect her family in that way and also just... Like, she just, she's, I feel like the reason she's so cool is because she's, like, all-knowing. Like, she, like, sees, mm. like, what's going to happen. But she's so good at, like, keeping to herself because she doesn't want to, like, force anything. Alter anything, right. So, Dr. Yeah. Cullen is actually probably an honorable mention for me. Mm-hmm. I do like him. Mm-hmm. What is his first name, though? Carlisle. Carlisle. I do like that. I do like him. He was a cool guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Allison's up there for me, too, probably. I kind of forgot about her. Alice. I kind of forgot about her. I only, so I also want to keep it to, like, one character per um, <laughs> thing, mainly because I... Knew you were going to be kind of limited in that area. <laughs> not that's not like no, that's no shade. That's no shade because Twilight has quite a few characters that I do like. Yeah, my number five character. I'm not sure how many people have even seen this movie, mainly because it's a remake of an older movie, and it's called Fright Night, and the vampire's name is Jerry. Oh, forget it, Jerry. No invitation. You can't get in. Oh shit. Abandoned. I thought you did your homework. You've been watching me. I've been watching you. (laughs) Played by Colin Farrell, my favorite actor of all time. The best part about Jerry the Vampire is anytime anybody is like... uh, There's two instances. One character is like, your neighbor's a vampire. And he's like, yeah, Jerry? Jerry the Vampire? And so you don't think, like, you think these characters have a, would have crazy names and it's just some normal fucking name. <laughs> it's, like, not intimidating at all. It's not like Dracula, you know? Mm-hmm. There's no fear in the word Jerry. No. So he's up here for me mainly because it's, like, a joke vampire. It's kind of funny. But he's also just sexy as hell. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> Colin Farrell as a vampire is Ian Summerholder on, like, steroids. I don't see but that without, Hold all. on. But without the brooding. He doesn't brood nearly as much as, as Ian Summerholder. So he's up there for me. Also, he's more he's devious. This dude is devious. He is, he doesn't go after the main character so much as he goes after his family. He tries to bang his mom and then turn her. Tries to turn and then successfully does turn the main character's girlfriend. I mean, he turns the main character's best friend. He's systematically tearing this kid apart from the inside without ever actually going after him. So I really liked how just insidious he was as a character but also just kind of a joke he is marred because it's really shitty cgi when he keeps turning into a vampire it's bad cgi so it kind of ruins it but still fun so who's your number four my number four is elijah michelson played by oh, daniel gillies i feel i feel silly because he is fantastic and i forgot about him i love elijah elijah rosemary is there somewhere we can talk? Yes, in here. Yeah, I have to forgive the house. Oh no, it's a little dirt. I completely understand. Like when we I were like watching how they say his the name. show and we saw him for the first time, I was like, Elijah! 
Yeah. I love him. Yeah, Elijah's cool shit. He is loyal. He is loyal to a fault to his family. Like, he loves his family. He wants them to be a family more than anything. To a fault. Literally. It's cost him his life multiple times. Literally. Like, he he wants nothing more than for him, him and his family to just live their life together. His family tends to make that hard, but he's still always there for them. <laughs> he's also incredibly charming. Like, I don't know how you don't like Elijah. Because Elijah even, like, he always says, like, you have my word. And then sometimes he goes against that word. But when he does, you can't even blame him. Does he ever actually go against his word? Yes. When he said he was going to ha- kill Klaus. Oh, right. Because he's like, it's my family. What do you think I was going to do? Right. Well, That's he right. was going to kill Klaus. But right. then Klaus said, like, I, I can like, reunite with you, your family or, or something. And so he, then he didn't kill him because he wants the rest of his siblings that right. Klaus has in boxes. That is one thing I'll say about Elijah that I like, too, is every time he's on the screen and he's like, I give you my word, that's pretty much guaranteed. Oh, you feel it. Yeah. You feel it. Who's the actor who plays him? Daniel Gillies. He's perfect for that character, too. Yeah. He's got this, like, man, he's got this, like, charm that's, like, mysterious, but, like, also, if you ask him anything, he's going to be very open and blunt about it. Yeah. And he definitely, most of the time when he says you have his word, you have his word. Yeah. He's also the least vampire vampire out of all of them. He wants to be civilized. Yeah. Like he, he never wants, wants to. to be, he wants to be good, but his family keeps dragging him into bad. Right. And he's never going after people. Like he, you hardly ever see him be the one that's like, I'm going to go kill this guy. Or you even see him ever drinking blood. Honestly, it's very rare. I feel like to see him yeah. vamp out on that show. Right. You, he's, his goal in life is to have his family together, but they make it incredibly difficult for Mm. him and so he ends up making some bad choices also he's always in a nice suit (laughs) he is always very nicely dressed (laughs) so when they get pierced i just realized that he got stabbed like the first time we meet him damon stabs him with like a coat rack and he pulls the coat rack out and then he goes to their house and his suit's perfectly intact again does he just keep like suits on hand all the time i don't know or do their suits regenerate (laughs) like no it just dawned on me that he shows up he's like he like rips it out and he like, you know, fixes his collar and then the next thing you see him, he's at their house and you're like, "Dog, what happened to your suit? It's perfectly normal. <laughs> you look great, man." He's always well quaffed. Yes, he always looks very good. But yeah, he's just a, he seems like a genuine vampire. And Ch- like he's him. like a chill vampire. Yeah. So far, but your he's list like is like the y- your list so far. These two characters have been like the least vampire-y of I their know, of their franchises. My number four is probably on your list, I would assume. It is Edward Cullen from Twilight, played by Robert Pattinson. It's actually not my list. He's not on your list? not my list. What? I don't like him. So the reason I do <laughs> like him is because he, I feel like he really does take that. So the movie Twilight's really cringy. It is. <laughs> but it's purposefully so. Mm-hmm. And I feel like like Robert, as an actor, just got really into it and went full tilt cringe and also another reason why he's on my list is because Cass and I did this thing where we had to where we decided to mute the TV and talk <laughs> for these characters and I was obviously Robert Pattinson and it was just one of the funniest fucking like hour and a half of my life I think because we did one scene for like an hour and a half and just kept <laughs> trying to make it work out. and to me just like also that memory kind of like bumps him up on the list Aww. but he is also again just not all that much of an actual vampire. He tries very hard to be a human. 
So I guess maybe that's why he's on the list too, because he's mm-hmm. not. It's not overpowering. Like none of these characters. One of them actually, I'm looking at his name. Four of my five, I'm realizing, are not really. They don't really vamp out ever. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I don't know. Maybe there's a theme there. But definitely Robert Pattinson is Edward Cullen. He fits. He just fits that character he fit, he so does well. Fit the role well. Okay, so for your number three, who do you have? My number three is Carlisle Cullen. Oh, I there we go. Peter Fashionelli. There we go. From Twilight. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like him for the same reason I like Elijah. He's a family first <laughs> type of guy. <laughs> He's just like really care. Like he like has brought all these people into his home and like tried to make them all better people. And he's really, he's trying to use his immortality to make a difference, to matter, and not to just spend it hurting people. He becomes a doctor. He literally heals people, like takes care of people. And he has started this family that doesn't have to hurt humans to survive. And he's just the ultimate dad. He is a dad. He just takes down all these orphan vampires and he's like, you're mine now. He's just so wise. Mm-hmm. Like, he just has so much wisdom and he's just so caring and forgiving. Like, he... He's also very calm. Yeah, he's, he's just calm. very centered. Yes. And he just, he knows, like, people make mistakes and he's not going to judge you for it, but he is going to, like, let you know it was a mistake. Everything is a teaching opportunity, I feel like, with him. Right. Like, when... It's like the last, one of the last scenes in the first movie, Twilight, when Bella has been bit and Edward has, or like they have to suck the venom out and Carlisle could easily do it, but he uses it as a teaching moment for Edward Mm -hmm. to be like, I know you love her. I need you to like, I need you to know you love her enough that you can do this. And he like walks him through it. He like is watching him do it and he's like, okay, Edward, like. Her blood is clean. If you keep going, you will kill her. Like, but still, like, just like he never like freaks out. It's like right. even toned. He's teaching Edward how to save people like he does. Right. It's cool. Yeah. He's definitely like a dad. Yeah. And that's why he he. He's is the ultimate good. vampire dad. He's good to teach. I feel like if I had to, be, if I was a vampire, I'd want to be in his little group. Out of all of these characters, yeah. I'd want to be like his in his little. I would want you people. I'm not gonna lie. So maybe not. I'd want to lean a little snack here and there. Okay. You know, you know I mean, you got to try it, right? You got to try it at least once. You know, I mean, Stefan was a ripper. Yeah, he, he eats... lives with <laughs> unimaginable guilt. I just had to throw Literally that out there. can't control himself. That's true. Because of his guilt. That's true. But you got to dabble every once in a while, I feel like, if you're a vampire. You know? Like, have a cheat meal. <laughs> <laughs> My number three. We'd be really bad vampires if we're really bad at cheat meals. Uh, my number three is Dracula. From Bram, uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Uh, the 1993 or 1991 uh, movie. I can't remember what year it was. But it, it is played by, he is played by Gary Oldman. God, who are you? I know you. I have crossed oceans of time. And the reason I like this specific Dracula is because he's definitely got creepy moments. There's definitely moments where you're like, he just sends like tingles up your spine. And Gary Oldman plays it very well. But for me, it's more of like, he's got this gothic look to him. He's very much so not supposed to look scary. He's trying to be like a modern man in front, like when he's front and center. But behind closed doors, he's terrifying. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And I think that's why I like him so much because he puts his best foot forward out in public, dresses very mysterious, but also like scholarly and gothic. And it's just this really intense look. But also the reason I like Gary Oldman's uh, version of Dracula is because I've never seen sort of like a romantic Dracula. Mm -hmm. The man, the whole movie, he's just trying to get, um, I can't remember the main character's name, the woman, but he wants to get to her because he falls in love with her. Hmm. And it's just a very romantic style of Dracula that I've never seen before. And Gary Oldman just, I mean, absolutely knocks it out of the park. Also, Winona Ryder was in it and she's fantastic. So Mm. I've never seen it. Yeah, I don't know if you'd like it, to be honest with you. It's very much so, like, it feels like it should have been on a stage. Mm. It's very theatrical. theatrical. It's gothic. The production value is insane. It looks so good. It looks so good. And I just, I'm not sure you'd like it mainly because it is a very slow burn and a romance. And a lot of it is, like, narration between the characters. So, I don't know. But I I enjoyed it. Hmm. Maybe we should check it out. Maybe you'll like Gary Oldman's Dracula. Maybe he'll make the list. You know, you know. So for your second place character, who do you have? My number two is Caroline Forbes. Oh, fuck yeah. From the Vampire Diaries, played by Candace King. Hey, Blondie. I let you out. Remember. What do you remember? I remember how you manipulated me. You pushed me around, abused me, erased my memories, fed on me. You're crazy. Well, the memories have been coming back in pieces. You can't remember. It's impossible. I mean, unless you were becoming a... a message from Catherine. She said, came on. And I like her because she's one of those that like, she came into her own as a vampire. Mm -hmm. Like she was annoying. You did not like her. Right. As a human. As a human, I couldn't stand her. She was needy. She was clingy. She was bitchy. Like she was just so insecure. It was not, it was not a good look for her. And then she becomes a vampire. For some reason, like... All of those things, like it says, like, like things intensify as a vampire. But for some reason, it works for her, and she just becomes like a. She's a good friend. She'll do anything for right. you. She is. She gets jealous, but like in a like she's badass. Like Caroline is just a badass. Like she's can kick ass, but she's also always in control of herself. Like mm-hmm. she is like she comes into being a vampire very 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 well she takes it so naturally that she feels kind of like a a downgrade from carlisle but in that same vein and she's only been a vampire for like a year yeah like she wants to help people not hurt people right she's only ever killed one person right and she was like compelled to wasn't she no it was just right in the beginning oh no it was the guy who was compelled to fight tyler she killed him yeah she smelled the blood and right but since then, she's just like, no, I cannot do this. I cannot be that person. And she's just taken very naturally to being a vampire. And it's made all of her, like, things that were so annoying about her not so annoying. She was just so insecure and needy in, like, the first season that I actually was unsure I could watch the show. Right. But then when she becomes a vampire, all of that sort of fades away. Right. 
and she just becomes such a better character all yeah. around. Every time she does anything, I'm like, that's what I'm fucking talking yeah, about. Yeah, like, that's she's just girl. more secure. She still gets jealous, but she's just, she's not so, like, whiny and clingy right. and needy about it. Like, she's just, like. she got more confidence in herself. She's not, she's confident. Like, yeah. she's not afraid to speak up for herself. Do they do her makeup differently, too? Yeah. Okay. Because she looks better. Like, physically actually looks better. Yeah. And you'd think she'd be more pale, but she's not. She's darker. Yeah. But I like I like the Caroline vampire versus just regular old high school Caroline. Yeah. A lot less annoying. She's just a badass. Yeah. My number two is going to surprise you, I think. Mainly because you haven't seen it, and you will never watch it, I'm pretty sure. It is Dracula from Renfield, <laughs> played by Nicolas Cage. <laughs> you should see her face. Would you like to introduce yourself to the group? I'm the Prince of Malaysia. Some call me the Dark One. Others, the Lord of Death. <laughs> However, to most, I am known simply as... Redfield's boss! <laughs> Obviously, we're dealing with a little bit more than just narcissism here. So if you don't know, Cass and I go to the... we When we went to the movies together back in uh, Virginia, every movie for two months, it was <laughs> Renfield. Was, uh, every time we went to the movies for months, Renfield was the trailer that was before the movie. Every single time. To the point where Cass and I both were like, we are not watching this. Mm-hmm. I did end up watching it. But Cass still has not. And anytime I'm like, would you check it out right now? She's adamant, absolutely not. And I, I genuinely don't think you would ever change your mind on that. No. Yeah. It just, it played two and a half minutes for every movie. And it was just... And it just looked dumb. And it it also made me not want to go... I love going to see the trailers, but I had a hard time sitting through it. And it's like, I might not come back until... Mm-hmm. I might have to stop coming before the trailers at this point because they are brutal. I honestly did also seeing Nicolas Cage as Dracula was just like... Okay, so here's now let me explain why Nicolas Cage is number two on my list. The movie is not good. <laughs> Renfeld is not a good movie. It's gets way off topic. It's supposed to be about Renfeld, but also has this subplot which becomes more of the actual plot, and it's like busting a drug lord. It just it, it makes no sense. It's it's no fun because I thought we were gonna get more Dracula and maybe not more Renfeld, but focus more on his story, and we didn't. But the few glimpses we get of Nick Cage's Dracula are amazing. Nick Cage went full tilt into this character. He makes him a little cartoonish, so he's not as serious. He's very over the top with all of his uh, performances and all of his mannerisms in this and his way of speaking. But there are scenes where he just steals the show. And there's one where he goes and finds that Renfeld has moved out, essentially, and into his own apartment. And he is at the house. And he just, that scene, man, he just goes on a tirade about how he could kill him at any moment that he chooses to and just doesn't, is beautiful. We needed more of that, less of Aquafina, and less of Renfeld, honestly. Just give me Dracula as with Nick Cage. Huh. He's fantastic. He is fantastic. 
You should watch it just for him alone. <laughs> Not you specifically, Cass, but like people listening. <laughs> watch it just for Nicolas Cage's performance. He is fantastic. Fast forward through all the other parts. I'm surprised <laughs> you don't like for Aquafina in it. So, if for those of you who don't know, I do love Aquafina. I think she's fantastic. I think she's hilarious. She gets way too much hate. Way too much hate. I will say, her character in this movie does not need to exist at all. <laughs> she does not need to be there. Or just, you know, sparse down a little bit. I don't think she needs to be the... She's almost the main focus. She's more of a main focus than Renfeld at certain points. And you're just... You just sit there and you're like, this is an hour and a half and we've been with Aquafina for 45 minutes. Like, we just don't need that, mm-hmm. you know? So I think the movie's not so great. Nicolas Cage had so much fun being Dracula and you know it. You just know because you're watching his performance. You're like, there's no way that man isn't having the time of his life right now. Also, I think Nicolas Cage is a vampire anyway. <laughs> look it up. Just look up Nicolas Cage vampire. It'll pop up. I don't need to explain it. So yeah, go ahead and do that on your own free time. Anyway, number one. Who is your favorite vampire of all time? I think we have the same I'm number one. I'm very confident we do. I'm very confident we do. Should um, we say it at the same time? Sure. Damon, Damon yes, Damon Salvatore for Vampire and Diaries. Diaries, Ian Summerholder. Ian Summerholder, he's number one. Number one. Mason Lockwood. Oh sure, hey, Damon Salvatore. I know, heard great things about you. Really? That's weird. I'm a dick. Why? Because he's Damon Salvatore. Just fucking look at him. Period. First of all, look at him. Second of all, listen to the man talk. He is the best casting for mm-hmm. that character. Also weird to think that Matt, by the way, just like for those of you who don't know, Matt, who have seen the show, auditioned to be Damon and absolutely not. Yeah. I would have never watched this show with you. But just like his look, like he has such like a chiseled face with these piercing blue eyes mm-hmm. and his dark hair. He is just like the epitome of like Bad boy, like mysterious bad boy that like you just need to like brooding bad boy. Uh, he's just br- he's just gorgeous. Yeah, he also looks like a dude from the nineteen twenties, and I know he's from like the what the seventeen hundreds or something, but like he has that old look to him. But he also fits in in today's era too. So I don't yeah, know what it is. He's leather jacket. Like, yeah, he's he just, just like he sm- slides into every era perfectly. He's just that. Mis- he's just the mysterious bad boy that every girl wants to change. Mm-hmm. Every guy, too. <laughs> you just want, like, you see, like, the small glimpses of him, of who he really is. like Right. Of, like, and, like, you see he's just, like, a, he's honestly, he's just scared and hurt. And, like, he does things because he's just, he's so emotional. Like, he is highly emotional. Right. And I also think he has very little control over life, even though he is immortal, essentially. Mm-hmm. I feel like he has very little control over that. And that scares him. And so he hides that as doing like, oh, I don't care about anything. But deep down, he is fucking terrified. Mm-hmm. And probably, I, I don't think, I think he has a fear. I don't think he wants to die. I think he's scared of death. But I think he's also still, even now, unsure of like wanting to be a vampire. Yeah. No matter what, he's he talks he talks a massive game. But you get him one-on-one, especially with Elena. And he just... He's a whole different person. You can tell he's very, he's someone that's very easily hurt. Like I honestly think Damon has a very thin skin, Mm -hmm. but he's very good at hiding it. Mm -hmm. Like he uses rage, instilling fear in people, like scaring people and humor. Right. As like his 
walls. I would say that he has thin skin when it comes to people he loves. Mm-hmm. Like if some random Joe Blow is like, you're, you're a weird dude. I don't think he he'd care. care. It's when it's the people closest to him that mm-hmm. he truly does care about. And he tries to push them away, you know, so they don't hurt him. But that also hurts him because they are like, okay, if that's, if that's what you want. Yeah. And he has to pretend like it is. And that just hurts them. Yeah. Which in turn hurts him because he doesn't want to do that. And we just got to the part where him and Elena are finally hooked up. And I thought for sure this last scene he was going to tell her to leave. And instead he's like, I want you to drive to me right now. Yeah. And I was like, my guy finally. Because he is always, always, always letting Stefan just get away with whatever he wants. And Stefan used to date Elena. And he's like, I need you to tell her to leave you alone. Because I want to be with her and she can't be with you. She, you're bad for her. But he's only bad in certain circumstances. He's like he need he has someone that he cares about now in right. Elena, and I don't think he would do anything to jeopardize that. You know. No. And finally, that little tiny glimpse that you get at the end of the episode where he's like, "I'm gonna be selfish for once in my fucking life. Please come to me right now." And she's like, "I'm on my way." And it's just finally the man gets to have some sort of peace yes. and love in his life. And Stefan would do anything for Elena. But Damon takes that to another level. Mm-hmm. Like, Stefan has, like, too much of a, like, conscience, almost. Too much of a hero complex, too. A hero complex where, like, there are some things that he won't do for Elena, whereas Damon is willing to hurt anyone. Including himself. Anyone for the girl that he loves. Yeah. Just he for her, anything. For her own safety, too. He basically was like, I can't be around you. Yeah. Because you're, com- you're, you're sired to me right now, so I can't be around you. And also because Stefan asks him to back off, even though him and Elena are no longer together. And he still does it. Yeah. You know? He's also just, he's hilarious. Like, his, he has some of the best one-liners in television. Hands down. Him and Alaric's relationship is one of my favorite things on the show. Yes. Uh, Alaric just died, actually, I think, last season, so we haven't seen much of him, obviously. But their bromance was just fantastic because they barely talked to each other. And they were best friends. They yeah. would just drink together and they barely Drinking spoke. <laughs> but yeah, he is just he is just hands down the best vampire. Mm-hmm. You just love him. He can be a freaking terrible person and you still you're like, oh, Damon. <laughs> because there's, there's just like, it's also well acted and well written because to me. The way he me, delivers lines. Exactly. It's his line delivery and the, the mannerisms he takes. Mm-hmm. His face specifically. The amount of uh, muscle control. That Ian Summerholder has over his face is fucking crazy because he has these slight twitches occasionally when something will happen and you're like, oh, he is masking. He's trying to mask himself right now from like the pain he's feeling or uh, he'll like make the like the small smile he has when he like just makes a comment that upsets somebody and he's Mm -hmm. got this cocky, arrogant like smile to him. The man just has insane muscle control over his face. He was born to play the brooding king. Like say what you want about Dwayne Johnson. The man can brood. Ian Summerholder is the brooding king, yeah. and he will hold that title until I say otherwise, yeah. goddammit. He was born for that role. Yes. And that makes him number one right. in both of our books. Both of our books. We have very, very different lists, but he's still number one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. That is our top five. Yeah. Do you have any relationship advice? Let your girlfriend watch the vampire shows. <laughs> the teenager vampire shows. No matter how old she is, because she'll always love them. And she wants you to share in that love with her. Oh, uh, fair enough. Nothing makes me love Kyle more than when he gets into my vampire shows. What kills me is that I genuinely get into them, and I <laughs> shit on them anytime you watch something like this. Or like when you watch Pretty Little Liars. It's like, this show fucking sucks. Why do you watch it? 
And then I watch one episode and I'm like, you have to, like, let's go. We got, I got to figure <laughs> out what happens next, you know? And it drives me nuts because I talk such a big game. Uh, the perfect example is Too Hot to Handle. I fucking hate that show. It's the dumbest show ever created in history. I watched 20 minutes of one episode in the middle of a season with you when it just came out. And I was like, yo, we, uh, we got to put the next one on. Like, I got to find out what happens right now. <laughs> and I hate it because I get so into it. And I don't want to because I know it's dumb and it's lowering my IQ every second I have to watch it. But I always get sucked in. <laughs> so there you have it, guys. That is our episode for the week. Thank you for listening. And go ahead and rate us on Apple or Spotify if you would so kindly do so. And other than that, do you have any closing remarks, guys? No. All right. Well, go watch a fucking vampire movie. It's spooky season. <laughs>